What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Sound Money Podcast, where we talk about everything business and technology. I am your host, Steve McGarry, and on this episode, we are going to be sitting down with Diego Salazar. He's a Monero contributor. If you guys are not familiar with Monero, it is a project that is allowing people to send private transactions. And the really unique part about what you're going to hear in our interview is that with Monero and the way that they conduct their business, they are approaching a DAO, which is a decentralized autonomous organization. And the way that this works and the simplest way that we can break this down is comparing it to a Kickstarter or a crowd-funded consensus for business decisions. So the way that they've structured it is a forum where people put forward proposals and they say, I want to do research based on this type of transaction to help better the community, or I would like to go to this conference and I would like to meet with people. I'll set up a booth. Everyone just donate your cryptocurrency here, which is a Monero cryptocurrency that's on top of their blockchain and people donate to the cause. They donate to these proposals. The proposals go through a rigorous community test where they're all going through and editing, submitting different iterations to these proposals. And once it's done, it goes live on the forum and people fund these proposals. This basically flips traditional business upside down because it is an unstoppable organization that is run by a consensus of hundreds, if not thousands of contributors. There are no employees. There is no business entity. It is basically individuals that are aggregating together their resources to get a one mission completed, which is adoption of this currency that allows people to basically send private transactions in the most simplistic way possible. Uh, and I'm not doing it justice very much by by talking about that. But they have they have done an incredible job. They've lowered fees of these transactions by 80% doing something called Bulletproof. And he's going to talk a little bit about that. It's an open source project. So anyone can contribute. Anyone can go in and submit a proposal to be funded and help you know research and help further the innovation of this project. And... Part of the reason that I wanted to make this the premier kind of first interview of the Sound Money podcast is because this organization is a uh, an entirely new concept. This is a, a a business that is being run, but there is no entity. And I want people to really sit there and and think about how that would work in your workplace. How would you work day to day in an organization that was completely decentralized and run through consensus and submitting proposals like, hey, I want to reach out to this person for a partnership. Please submit a proposal so that I can work on this for a month. Or, hey, I want to do a press release. I need to hire this PR agency. It's going to cost this amount. Here's the proposal. 
submit iterations for it or edits, and I will publish it when you guys agree on something, and then we'll we'll fill it and get the PR agency hired. This is just a entire paradigm shift for how decisions are made within the business setting. So a fun little exercise for this first interview and for this first episode is for you to take a moment to think about how this would work in the current status of your workplace. How would a consensus decision making process be completely a uh, flat across the board, no hierarchy, everyone is making decisions together? How would that work within your workplace? And do you think it would work? Because there is some criticisms around the ability to make decisions when there's not one person that just signs off on it. And there is a lot of criticism around this for various different projects, but I was very excited to sit down with Diego because he was at a conference. People had funded his proposal to go to this conference in Vegas where I got to meet with him. And it was just a, a really great conversation. He was a bright guy, very charismatic, and he was the right person to submit that proposal. And that was why it got funded. And everyone, it's in everyone's best interest if, if you're all working together cohesively for one mission, which is having these private transactions being sent to each other and getting more people to use it. The goal is, is to get, get it out there and, and hire the right person for the job. So they have multiple PhDs working on research dedicated entirely to Monero that are all funded through this kind of Kickstarter forum concept where they all submit a proposal saying, I will do research for a year on Monero and all the different Mimblewimble and all these different bulletproof concepts that I'm working on and I'm going to research it so that we can move forward together, all together. And they have three PhDs that have been paid very well by the community. The community's chipped in, funded their salaries for the year to work on it. And it's a very exciting space where you're able to, to run this together. And if people see value in what you're bringing forward, whether it's tweeting on social media for the, for the, the communal good, or it's building a, you know, a whole new backend for the system. So without further ado, let's dive into the interview with Diego Salazar, an amazing contributor for the open source uh, project Monero, and really really take some time to think about this afterwards as to what this means for the future of business and what this could mean for the future of your organization that you're part of today. I am here with Diego Salazar, a Monero contributor. And how are you doing, Diego? I'm doing really good. Thanks. So uh, we were just talking a little bit about Monero. And as you guys know, I've been a fan of Monero for quite some time. And I wanted to just get a quick perspective. How does Monero pay people to contribute? Yeah, so the very interesting thing about Monero is that it doesn't have a foundation, it doesn't have a corporation, it doesn't have anything behind it. We really are just a bunch of individuals passionate about privacy and about making a good fungible currency, and we get together and we make this type of stuff happen. But if you didn't have that pre-mine or the ICO or anything like all these other coins, then yeah, the question comes like, how do you pay these people? How do you yeah. pay anybody? Well, 
a lot of the answer is you don't. So a lot of people work on Monero voluntarily and just because they're so passionate about this. But there are some times when we do need some payment to happen, like if we need infrastructure for, you know, a website or somebody's like, I'm willing to work on Monero full time. Um, but, you know, they got to live. Everyone's got to live. So what Monero has done is it's established something called the Forum Funding System, the FFS, which is not the best acronym, but <laughs> <laughs> the Forum Funding System. And you can think of it like a decentralized Kickstarter, where basically somebody will put a proposal in. They'll say, I will make 10 videos about Monero and I want to be paid um, uh, 50 Monero for this task, you know, and, and uh, some Monero can be released after every video. The community talks about it. We see these proposals and we talk about it and we say, OK, you know, we like this. Can we adjust this or uh, can it be 11 videos or uh, can you adjust the topics or can you adjust the price? Once the community kind of comes to this consensus of like, OK, we, we like this project, it, it enters a funding stage where everyone starts to donate. If you like the project, anyone can donate and it can be 0.01 Monero. It can be 10 Monero. You can fill the whole thing yourself if you want to. Uh, people just donate to get this done. And this has been going on for the past several years. If you go to forum.getmonero.org, you can see the outstanding proposals and the different ideas that people have had and stuff like that. And th some of them are awaiting funding right now. And if you feel inclined, please go, please don't go, go donate to these things. Um, all of this is arbitrated by the core team. So they're the ones that actually hold the Monero and then they disperse it when the milestones are reached. And it's, it's, a, it's very exciting. It's very unique in this space. Um, it also has its drawbacks. You know, it's prone sometimes to the tragedy of the commons where people try to let other people donate so you can keep all of your Monero and still get the benefits of all this uh, stuff happening. So, you know, there, there, it's not a perfect system, just like nothing is a perfect system, like the ICOs aren't a perfect system, you know. Um, there's there's pros and cons to all this different type of stuff. So we, we do work on active community engagement. How can we get people to contribute? How can we gamify this? How can we incentivize this? How can we, you know, give little swag or stuff like that? Yeah. So, and, you know... It, you got you got to be creative in this type of stuff and that creativity many times is what opens up whole new avenues that haven't been thought of before and not just in terms of funding in general like you look at kickstarter it wasn't a thing several you know 20 years ago yeah. but somebody decided oh look this this is this is a really cool way to do things in the reward system so it's just it just takes creative thinking it's it's fun ideas to tackle yeah. is there anything that you guys can share about what's coming in the near future sure so I, so because monero is so open like we don't need to ask these questions what can we share everything is done in the open the yeah. development so if you want to look like you can go look all of it's there but what's coming up next is rest. Why? Because two weeks ago, we just had a hard fork, a, a um, non-contentious hard fork. It's basically a network upgrade where we integrated bulletproofs, which was a huge endeavor. It changes our, our range proofs and it basically makes the, the transaction sizes 80% smaller and the fees 80% smaller and more than 80% really. So whereas before it would have taken you maybe a quarter to send a transaction. Now it's taking you less than half of a penny to send any transaction so at this point why would you use anything else honestly you get like full privacy for all of your transactions and it doesn't cost you hardly anything so a lot of work went into that a lot of research some three audits you know a lot of crowdfunding for those audits as well and a lot of, of eyes on the code and the implementation that just got done a couple of weeks ago so we're taking a bit of a breather but coming up soon we got stuff like integration of Kavri and tor into it to help hide ip addresses and stuff like that and um looking into different proof of work algorithm tweaks and stuff like that to uh, for the continued stance and ASIC resistance. Yep, that's what we're looking at so far. You touched on ASIC resistant. That's really interesting to me. Can you talk a little bit more about, about that? Right. So 
the way that Monero um, handles ASIC resistance is so first of all, ASICs can be made for almost anything, unfortunately, given the enough time and resources they can be made. So ASIC resistance is really a philosophical community stance that says when ASICs start being developed in order to combat the minor centralization, we will fork to a different proof of work algorithm. Now, this isn't all sunshine and rainbows, because while this does decrease the centralization of mining, this increases the centralization on the developers. Because now we're trusting them, they have to do hard forks every six months and stuff like that. So it's not a perfect solution. So the way that Monero kind of looks at this is, at the moment, ASICs are very centralized in who owns them. But maybe at some point in the future, they will be commoditized. Everyone can have an ASIC. And at that point, the centralization aspect is not going to be as big a deal because anyone can mine. uh, And they can mine fairly. And at that point, we might fork to the most common, uh, maybe like the, the algorithm of Bitcoin or something like that. Because at that point... Um, there's just so many ASICs in the world in this hypothetical future that anyone can mine Bitcoin with. So it becomes very secure in that sense and decentralized. And we don't have to fork anymore to move away from this type of stuff. So ASICs are in and of themselves are not the issue. They are leading to centralization currently, but maybe in the future they would not lead to centralization. It's just the, rea- the realities that we live in, you know? Yeah. So, and I, I think that's an important thing to, to, to know because unfortunately, People think, well, ASICs, then it becomes a buzzword in and of itself, right? Without thinking, why are ASICs bad? Why is mining centralization bad? Why is developer centralization bad? Which one is worse? What are the pros and cons of each? How do we choose which one we would prefer to have right now? So there's all these questions that need to be asked without just saying, this is blanket bad, this is blanket good, this is whatever. So it's a very subtle problem and it requires a lot of thought and not everyone's going to agree. Some people are going to do their own thing. They say, like, I disagree with the way that you do this, so we're going to do it this way. And that's totally fine. That's the point of open source. You can do your own thing. That's a great explanation for it. That's more of like a, a philosophical way of looking at it, where it's development centralization. That's fantastic. So how can how can people contribute? How can people help? Oh, man, you want to contribute to Monero? We have one of the best, best communities. Honestly, I know everybody says that, but everybody's a bunch of idiots. So you know what I'm saying. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we really do have one of the best, most knowledgeable communities. We are very well respected and we have a lot of great resources for people. If you want to contribute, come on by. You can contact me. I am Rarar, R-E-H-R-A-R. You'll find me on Wired, Telegram, all these other little places. But you can like, you don't have to contact me. You don't need anyone's permission to do anything. You, if you have an idea, if you want to get involved in a project, just come in. Just ask around. Learn about Monero. Learn what makes us special. And there's a lot that makes us special, really. And we've got some great resources like Taiga. T-A-I-G-A which is just kind of a, you can make your own uh, little project and it helps you kind of go through the workflow of getting it out there. Okay. You know, once again, you don't need anyone's permission to do anything. Nobody's anything, anybody's boss. We don't have a, a super definitive leadership structure or anything. If you have an idea, if you want to help, talk to somebody, get involved. We are always looking for people because we are such a decentralized project. We are always in need of more hands. We're always in need of more people willing to do this. So me and Daniel, the guy that were, that would be in this chair, um, uh, we, we're here on our own time volunteering. You know, the community crowdfunded us to come out here, uh, paid for the hotel and, and the flight, but we're here volunteer because we are passionate about Monero. So whatever your skill is, it can be speaking, it can be presenting, it can be UI UX, you know, it can be development, whatever it is. Come talk to us. We're more than happy to get you integrated. That's awesome. Well said. Well, thanks for sitting down with me and talking a little bit about it. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Sound Money Podcast with your host, me, Steve McGarry. If you guys want to learn more about all of our previous episodes and our upcoming episodes, 
Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube and iTunes and Spotify. We are trying to get the word out there. So feel free to share the Sound Money podcast as well as like us on iTunes. Leave us a review if you feel so compelled to do so. And join us next week on the next episode because we're going to be talking about some really exciting new technologies on next week's episode. And I want you to think about how these technologies from today's episode could apply to the workplace that you are currently in. And that is it. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will see you next time.